0: Everyone, and welcome to the Go Tech Please Don't Die podcast, a show devoted to tech going and hopefully not dying. I'm Nathan.
1: I'm Evan. I'm frightened by Nathan's exuberance when he started the <laughs> podcast, Matt. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and I'm just excited because we're getting the conference play, the part of the basketball schedule that, you know, actually matters.
2: Yeah. Oh,
1: yeah. About
2: time.
0: I mean, we can only say that because we lost Alabama and LSU. And I guess we beat I was, you all else, so, so that game mattered.
2: And we also lost to Crow Isrich.
0: We definitely did lose to Crowley's Ridge. We are recording this a week early just because of Christmas and everything. So we don't know the result of that game against the Pioneers, but we can only assume the upset tech by 12 points.
2: Yes. Yes. If you know, you know. Yeah, but really excited to finally get into conference play and, you know, CUSA is looking like a pretty decent league this year as it normally does in men's basketball, but um, we'll get into that in a few minutes. I, I know Nathan, we meant to talk about the early signing day class last week on the podcast, but got carried away talking about that LSU tech game and, and had to move it to this week. So what, what happened last week, um, or two weeks ago now, you know, tech got their early class in it's Sonny Cubby's first class, right? What, what kind of went down that day? Was there anything exciting that happened? Maybe,
0: maybe I don't, it feels like you're leading me somewhere. I have no idea what you're talking about. I mean, maybe. yeah, we did add four wide receivers, a tight end, a couple of offensive linemen, a cornerback, a linebacker, and a kicker/punter.
1: Hold on, shout out to uh one of the wide receivers from Shreveport uh, from Huntington High School. I think that Tech was the only school to offer him. Uh he's very tall, very fast. Which which one is that? Do you remember? Well, I he's from Huntington, but I don't recall his name. Okay. Um he's That's very fine. He's like 6-4. Ooh.
0: You're thinking of Kendrick Rucker?
1: yeah that must be he's six
0: foot six two ten out of okay, 110 so
1: even taller than i thought whoa six foot six he's a f- yeah. freaking he's a very tall young almost man. too tall <laughs> That's
0: all he right. also did have one other offer by the way oh where new mexico
1: interesting oh, well so didn't yeah. want to be a lobo so yeah if he's coached up right could be very very good so shout out to that guy
2: yeah, I'll pick my, my favorite guy here in the class. I don't know, if Nathan, if I'm cutting you off and stealing your guy, but our kicker slash punter that you mentioned is named Buck Buchanan. And not only is he a kicker who uh, regularly kicks the ball at the back of the end zone on kickoffs, so uh, hopefully we can look forward to that. He was also a starting safety for his high school team. And there's a, there's a video of this guy just lighting some poor kid up on a kickoff return. Um, so I'm pretty excited about this kid and, you know, hope he can see see some action here pretty quick.
0: Yeah, I mean, outside the office of the guy that we'll talk about in a second, Landon Nelson is who I'm excited for. He's a center transfer from Iowa Western Community College.
1: Shouts out Iowa Western Community College. Council Bluffs Iowa, baby. Just getting an
0: offensive lineman in here. I mean, I, Isaac Ellis probably also. I'll, I'll give it to both of them. He's a transfer from Mel, from Memphis. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. So getting help on the offensive line, somewhere where we really need it, getting a couple, I think is a huge deal to help this offensive line. Yes. And, and so yeah. we had those those guys signed, the, the four wide receivers and everybody else, all in this class, and it looked like our day might be over. Tech had been heavily recruiting this quarterback out of Cavalry Baptist and Shreveport, but with Shouts the coaching change, Fort. it kind of seemed that he may be heading to Boise State of all places And after getting our hopes really high up the last 24 hours before the signing class had to sign their papers, we were really kind of getting worried and thought, oh, well. And even some people online were talking about, well, do we even really want him if he doesn't want to be here? Which is just kind of like, you're not breaking up with me. I'm breaking up with you kind of approach. But we turned on the live stream and found out that Landry Liddy, the Gatorade Player of the Year for the state of Louisiana quarterback, donning Tech Blue
1: and also a little bit of Uh, Red. And the rest of his
0: family was as well.
1: I'm glad I didn't leave it for suspense. Like he came out like, no, this decision yeah. is made. Yeah. Like and that was fantastic. And it was
2: just funny because he was like, I'm announcing at 2 p.m. And then like they turn on the live stream and his whole family's just wearing <laughs> text
1: shit at the table. And it's yeah. like, oh, wow. Okay. The, ba- the balloons are red and blue. Yeah. It, it, wa- it, was, it, it wasn't like they were all wearing like random colors like nothing to give away what it was and he was gonna make a big deal out of about, about it like yeah always oh, like, gonna pull grab the hat off the table which hat's it gonna be and no it was as soon as he got there everyone was clad in tech so made me feel good I mean,
0: at least with SMU the colors were the same so I, I that was <laughs> another place he possibly could have gone I think yeah. only to drive up the suspense he might have thought that that Boise state orange was a red before. Uh, leading us on like that. But yeah, Landry Liddy will be a Tech quarterback. Props to Sonny Comby and the rest of the staff being able to keep one of the highest prized recruits of the past few years by Tech. And a team that we haven't seen a lot outside of J. Mar Smith when it comes to homegrown quarterbacks, I'm excited to see what we're able to do development-wise with this guy.
1: Very excited, uh, mostly because Skip Holtz won't be the coach doing it. Uh, <laughs> I'm excited <laughs> that Sonny Comby, a guy who likes to well he was a quarterback first of all uh and did, was it sunny w-
2: cumby recruit patrick mahomes to texas tech did i see that somewhere
1: if you did that's news to me uh ah yes he did it was in the oklahoman
2: anyway uh, that, that's just kind of a, a little side
1: fact here but um sunny cumby was a quarterback for texas tech put up a lot of numbers he's a quarterback guy high off high octane offensive guy uh, when you watch tape of Liddy, I mean, he just has a, I was trying to think of a good comparison and I didn't want to be cliched and pick someone who's the same size or, but the power of his arm, the accuracy of his arm and his diminutive size, he really, I'm serious. He seriously reminds me of Drew Brees. Yeah. He, I mean, he's the same exact mold that Drew Brees was when he played at Purdue and uh, same mold that Drew Brees was when he first played in San Diego Chargers and early on with the Saints. Uh this is but pre noodle arm in his forties Drew Brees, of course. Uh, but uh Liddy has a lot of qualities that remind me of Drew Brees. A little bit of Doug Floody too. Not uh can is not super elusive but uh can kinda get get up in the pocket pretty easily and move real well. Uh, I like Liddy a lot. I'm very excited that he decided to stay.
0: I mean yeah. well With the Doug Flutie comparisons, if Buck Buchanan doesn't work out as a kicker, he may be able to do some drop kick extra points too.
1: So hell yeah, we need way more of that. (laughs) Yeah, and we'll talk we'll talk a
2: lot more about this class, you know, come spring football when we have a little bit more time to talk about football and you know can dive in and kind of talk about how these guys are looking in practice and whatnot. But um, yeah, I think the Liddy signing is really exciting because it kind of felt like. With the with the coaching change so late in the recruiting cycle, it was going to be hard to keep a lot of people. And we did lose some of some of the more highly touted like defensive recruits. But you know, there's still time. We've got the late signing period. We've got the transfer portal. Obviously, a lot of guys will be coming in. We also, I think we talked about it a couple weeks ago. Added a transfer quarterback from TCU. Did we talk about that on the show?
0: We haven't. No, that's what I was about to oh, okay. bring up. Matthew Downing. A quarterback who walked on to Georgia, then walked on to TCU will be joining Sonny Combi where he was under his tutelage for a little bit at TCU. Yeah. What we're hearing is that this may not be the only transfer that we get at the quarterback position this year.
2: Yeah, he he doesn't strike me as like the guy. Uh he's played very sparingly in his career, and maybe this is more of a uh Trent Wessel, I think was his name situation yeah. <laughs> where he wants to get into coaching and he, he's got a, a year or two left of eligibility, but who knows? Maybe he'll come out and, and ball out. I, I don't know. But um
1: there's for 80 touchdowns and dunks on you.
2: Uh, hey, I would gladly, I would let him dunk on me as if I was a 12 year old boy.
1: There you go.
0: Hey, Trent Wessel, by the way, is currently the quarterback's coach at See? Stetson
1: university. It works. Good for yeah. him. Good for I know him.
2: Stetson. He
1: plays flute. Slou- oh <laughs> God. Shou- Shou- <laughs> shouts out to Stetson. Play- Stetson. Stetson Vosecker. Went to, uh... I think he owns a board
2: game store in in either Ruston or Monroe or both. I'm not sure. So. Shouts
1: out to Stetson. Played keyboard in Orange Sunshine for a day.
2: But did he we wear a cool hat? No, he fucking didn't wear a hat,
1: Nathan.
0: Well, that's weird because the website for Stetson is GoHatters.com.
1: <laughs> are you referring to the Stetson hat? Oh, my God. This is...
0: No, I'm referring to Stetson University that are the Hatters. No, the, the Hatters? Ha- oh, no. Are you serious? No, yeah, I'm serious. Ban no. that university immediately. That no. is, we've not. talked about this in relationship to baseball before.
1: Not have we? Like yeah,
0: like oh year one my. of the podcast. I think
1: oh, that's oh, one of the worst things I've heard today. And I read the news. <laughs> Stetson is apparently getting <laughs> his
2: or studying for his PhD at Tech right now in computational analysis and modeling.
1: Congrats on going for for the runway and for mathematics.
0: Jacob Gram was a Stetson Hatter. Really. Yeah, so is Corey Kluber.
1: Wow, that's like Pitcher University. Apparently. Although both of those bitches uh, lost in the World Series.
0: Take that. Let's move on to Conference USA Basketball, where we'll spend the rest of the show. And Tech enters conference play this week. They'll play Marshall and Western Kentucky. But before we start previewing those matchups, I think it's a good idea to take a look at where we stand in terms of what the conference looks like at this point in time to get an idea of just what we can expect from these next few games. Because we know a lot more now than we did at the beginning of the season. Uh, yeah. Right now, it looks like there's three tiers of Conference USA schools, or at least I kind of try to separate them into three tiers. And tier one is probably UAB, Tech, North Texas, Western Kentucky, and maybe Marshall. Marshall kind of straddles that line between tier one and tier two. Uh, the tier two schools, Rice, UTEP, ODU, MTSU, FAU, Charlotte, tier three, FIU, Southern Miss, UTSA. I figure that's probably easier than just telling you their ranking because that would be a lot of numbers, but like we said, this show will preview that Marshall and West Kentucky game. And both of those schools were in that tier one list. So yeah. tech is
2: yeah starting as off to a
0: flying start. Yeah.
2: That yeah. And I beat. mean, if, if we look at the, the Ken Palm rankings, I know we'll talk a little bit about this more, um, with the specific opponents, but you're right, Nathan, it, it really, there's a cutoff point between each of these tiers that you've identified here. And You know, tier one, UAB is at 53rd. That's the highest ranked team in the conference. We're at 83, North Texas 93. Western is 101 and Marshall's 129. All of these teams have been playing like pretty good games lately. Western beat Louisville this past week. Um, I just saw that they're adding a game next week against Kentucky um, for like a charity. Yeah. So
0: after the tornadoes that hit the Western Kentucky area, it sounds like when the storms hit Ruston and LSU came up. For the charity game that's that's pretty great yeah that I mean, that's
2: happening yeah it's i mean it's a real game that'll count but it's yeah. it's just one they're throwing together real quick it's on wednesday night so two two days from now so last week if you're listening to this you know after it comes out obviously but uh yeah i mean western kentucky looks pretty good maybe not quite as dominant without Bassie like they've had in the past but i don't know this is shaping up to be a really fun conference i think this year
0: Um and then like uab was, that was kind of the issue here is I almost separated separate into four tiers because there's a bit of separation between UAB and even Tech, which is second in Conference USA ranking right now. They're kind of a tier 0. 0.5, I guess. Uh, 53rd right now in Ken Palm. And, of course, Tech plays them twice, including the last game of the season for the Bulldogs. And that will be on the road in Birmingham to close the conference mm-hmm. slate. And that could be a game that means little to nothing in terms of seeding yeah. for the conference tournament. Or it could mean everything. Yeah. And that's going, and if it means everything, that will be an environment on March 5th in Birmingham. So you should go ahead and book your hotel now because that would be a lot of fun.
1: I just did. Oh, cool. Wow. That was fast. It's three Uh, weeks before, that's exactly three weeks before my birthday.
2: You know what I'm thinking? I'm thinking about this year taking a few days off from work and going up to Frisco and just getting an all tournament pass for the CUSA tournament. Oh yeah.
1: Uh, yeah.
2: Because it, I mean, my birthday is March 11th. So it's like, you know, I could take a couple of days off for my birthday, the championship games on March 12th. You know, the risk there is that if we lose in like two games, I've just dropped like 250 bucks for no fucking reason. But <laughs>
0: uh,
2: <laughs> You know, uh, but you know, it, it might be fun to just go check out a bunch of games and, you know, maybe maybe do some stuff with gtpdd as as a quote unquote media outlet I don't know but um all
0: right so outside of that UAB game at the end of the season and also earlier on when they come to Rustin because we'll play them twice uh, is there any game on this conference slate that we're afraid of? I believe we play everybody or almost everybody but I know we play the western teams twice so what would be the western division We play them twice Is there any team on here that you're you're afraid of right now other than that UAB number 53?
1: Uh, the, well, they play Western Kentucky too, don't they? Yeah, yep. that's definitely one. That's definitely one I'm afraid of.
2: Yeah, uh, that's that's a great pick because they're pretty good offensively and defensively, and obviously can hang with. I mean, they just beat Louisville, right? So that's the beauty
1: of college base
2: basketball. Yeah, And uh, baseball, in baseball. Hey, wow. uh, but the team I'm gonna pick is gonna be North Texas because we've had some struggles with them the last few years, both. You know, winning close, low-scoring, ugly, awful games and losing those games. And North Texas this year is strong defensively again. So uh, they have currently the 51st ranked defense in Ken Palm, uh, which is best in the conference by quite a bit. UAB's at 57, but then after that it falls off down to like 98. Their offense is not quite as good, 170th, so just about middle middle of the pack. But you know they've they're really a team to, to look out for. And they also just beat Wichita state, which is a good win on the road for them. So we play them at home in January and then on the road in February, which Catherine and I will go to, um, the away game. So that'll be fun. But yeah, I think North Texas is one to watch out for. They won the conference last year and, and they want to do it again. So, um, I'm definitely afraid of
1: those two matchups. Shouts out record store in Denton, Texas, that I'll link. Well, you don't give a shit about records, but there's a very good record store in Denton. I have a record player. You don't. I I do. You don't. That actually.
2: was made in 2014. I have like a cheap, like it's not a fancy one, but it is. It is indeed a record player. Is it a Crossley? I don't know.
1: Fuck you. Is it a Crowley's? A Crowley's? The Crowley's Ridge. The Crowley's Ridge. Yeah,
0: that, that's who I'm afraid of in conference play. Is that conference USA will lose so many teams that we have to invite Crowley's Ridge, and then oh, they'll God. beat Tech.
1: At least all their students can fit in one section of the deck. (laughs) They really could. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, well, Western Kentucky scares me a lot. UNT sounds like it scares Evan a lot. Nathan. Yeah. Um, I think you could
0: guess the team that I want to pick for this because it's a very on-brand pick for me specifically. It's Rice. Oh, God. They beat us in football finally, and now I'm going to start harping on their basketball team. And yes, I get it. They lost to Houston seventy nine to forty six earlier this year.
2: Okay, but Houston didn't Houston make the Final Four last season? Yeah,
0: they're top ten. They're like LSU level, if not a little bit better than LSU right now. Yeah, uh, they they are a good team. But Rice right now is the ninth best shooting team in college basketball. If you look at effective field goal percentage, and if you just look at three point shooting, they're the twelfth best huh. in Division wow. one. They are also that. one of the youngest teams in Conference USA. Uh, Tech is the youngest, by the way. Wow. A uh, complete roster. Uh, I think Rice is fourth or fifth youngest, but still they're very that's young. Crazy. So
2: we're uh, the youngest team? Yeah. Wow. And Cusa? Cusa. That's exciting. That's pretty exciting. I didn't realize that
1: until they all get drafted in the first round.
2: Yes. <laughs> the
1: entire team. Yes. <laughs> Conkle included. Yeah,
0: the average experience is <laughs> 1.17 years, which is 329th
2: in wow. college
1: basketball.
0: Uh, Rice is a young team, and so by the time we take the trip to Houston in February, late February, the 24th, uh, they could be a lot better than they even are now. And so that's the team that scares me at this point in the season, of course, outside of UAB.
2: Yeah. But
0: enough about teams we don't play for a little bit. Let's talk about the ones that we do this week. This week, again, we face off against Marshall and Western Kentucky. This Marshall game will take place on Thursday, December 30th at 8 p.m. Central at the TAC, or it will be broadcast on ESPNU. The Thundering Heart are 7-5 and five on the year at the point at that we're recording this. I don't know if they play another tune-up game the week of Christmas like Tech yeah, does, they're but they're currently ranked 129th at Ken Palm.
2: They play Toledo, who's 116th. So that'll be an interesting matchup to watch um, on Tuesday night, uh, the 21st. So tomorrow as we yeah. record this. Or
0: a week ago as you listen to it. Yeah. Yeah, their best win, at least at this point, before that Toledo game, came over number 180, Eastern Kentucky, a team that sounds like they're joining Conference USA in a couple years. And their worst loss comes to number 170, Campbell, the Campbell Camels.
1: Yep. Why would you name your fucking athletics after one of the slowest animals on earth?
2: Call it the soup. That's what I don't understand. The the Campbell soup. Yeah, that's that's good. That's good. Thank Um, you for
0: appreciating my joke.
2: You're welcome. I didn't no. laugh. I just appreciated yeah, it. No, yeah, um,
0: exactly. That's all I asked for.
2: They yeah. also beat ULL though, so that's nice. Nice of them to to do that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, looking at not in the bowl here, game though, I'm not like super impressed by anything that I'm seeing. I mean, I, as far as like their team tendencies go, they are like really good at shooting two-point shots and I think Nathan, you've got here in the notes, that's a trend from last year. They were they were really really good at shooting both from inside and outside. Has that changed this year at all? Yeah, so
0: last year, like you said, excellent, excellent shooting team. But this year, their three-point shooting has really fallen off a cliff. Um, they are shit. now a bottom 50 three-point shooting team.
2: Wow. They're three hundred 319th at shooting the three-ball, 26th in the nation in two-point shots. What? How does that happen? Like, how are you yeah, that I'm, good from inside and that bad from outside? That's amazing.
0: And they returned two of their best three-point shooters from last year. And Tavion Kinsley and Andrew Taylor. uh, Those were two of the guys last year that lit it up from three-point land. And, I mean, Taylor is 16 for 53. That's 30% from three. That's not awful. But Kinsley right now is three for 28. 10%. 11%. That's not going to get it done for the Herd. Like you said, they're shooting the two-point well. So that's what's keeping them in these games. And that's what gotten them that 7-5 and record. But also... They're hitting 55% of their two-point shots. So is Tech. And Tech is is slightly better from three-point land at this point in the season. So offense favors Tech right now. Yeah. One thing that they have improved, Marshall has, is their tempo. Uh, their adjusted tempo, which is a stat that Ken uses for just how quickly they they try to move the basketball. They're the second fastest in all of college basketball. They usually take a shot with 15 or more seconds left on the clock. If you look at an average possession, that's the fourth quickest in college basketball wow so this may be a very high scoring game because tech also likes to play quickly as we saw against lsu um, yeah and i guess against I mean,
2: crowley's ridge maybe um I, I mean defensively they're not super intimidating i mean they're one, 183rd overall in in terms of efficiency um on defense but then the one thing that they're really good at is blocking shots they block 15.6 percent uh, which is nineteenth in the nation. So that's something to keep your eyes out for, especially if we get you know if we got our smaller guys like um um like Kobe driving the lane and stuff, you know that's that's something that that they're particularly good at. So you may want to scheme around stuff like that.
0: yeah, so let's let's get forward into what they've been able to do in the past. I mean, last year the they split the two games. It was played in Ruston. Again, I say two games because last year we did a thing because of COVID where we played the same team twice on, I think it was a Thursday and a Saturday. Most of those games and series ended up as splits, and this one did as well. But the Bulldogs are 8-6 and six all time against the Thundering Herd.
2: We won the Friday game 75-68 to 68 and then lost the Saturday game 80-73. to 73. I don't really remember these games, to be honest with you. Yeah, I mean, I'm right there um, with you. Yeah, let's see. Yeah, Tavion Kinsley had 20 points on in their win, 21 points in their loss. So, I mean, really, I'll go ahead and pick my play, my player to watch first, and it's going to be Tavion Kinsey. Um, that guy's good. He's been, you know, an all-conference player, I believe, you know, for the last several years. He is currently ranking 148th in the nation in terms of possessions that he gets used on. So, you know, that's something uh, they they run their offense through him so you've got to bottle him up if you want to have a chance and last year I think the key was you know he's going to score his points he played 40 minutes on Friday night and then 40 minutes on Saturday so he played 80 minutes in in like a 28-hour span so that's pretty impressive from him but it's going to be tough for them if they can't get the, the scoring from elsewhere on their team and um, I'm not sure where that's going to come from. Nathan, who, who do you think we should watch out for in this game?
0: Well, I'm a little upset about my pick because my guy has a name that I don't know how to pronounce. So I pulled up the Marshall Guide to Pronunciations and their media guide, and they do have a pronunciation guide where they say how to pronounce Tavion Kinsey and a few others, but they don't say how to say Obina chili Killin.
2: That's... I beg your <laughs> that's pardon? a choice um
0: <laughs> i mean they don't tell me how to say it so i assume there's no wrong answer
2: but yeah this obina tell me about obina anokali Killin. that's how i'm gonna say it and yeah, I'm i guess not wrong either. could
0: be a killer and it just looks like the word chili is in that last name yeah but it is that's probably not how it is pronounced yeah but uh uh what i'm most worried about this guy is his shot blocking ability and he plays the five so i'm worried Ooh. about him defending junior lofton he currently is blocking 15 of the shots that are taken when he's on the court i believe is that's what that stat means which is the sixth best in that's college scary. basketball
2: yeah uh, that's uh that's pretty scary seven foot eight he's six, six foot eight, foot
0: eight. Hmm. um we'll talk about a guy who's almost seven foot eight when we talk about the western kentucky preview but uh he's also this uh, been a guy is not too shabby on the offensive side of the ball uh right now he is ranking and the top 100 and really top 200 in two point shooting, not a bad free throw shooter either. So he's no junior Lofton, but if there is a foil to junior Lofton, it might be this guy who's okay at offense, but very good at defense.
2: At last year against tech, he played 20 minutes in those two games, scored zero points and had two blocks across the two games. So, um, it'll be interesting to see if, if he's more of a more, uh, counted on this year by Marshall, but he actually started one of the games. So I don't know. It's, it's interesting that he only played 20 minutes across those two games.
0: Yeah. I mean, he was a freshman last year, I believe, right? So that may be, yeah. or at least a first year. So it may have taken some time for him to come into his own on that team. The computer polls are favorable to Tech this week, though. Ken Pong gives Tech a 75% chance to win, 83-76 to is the final score predicted. Massey predicts Tech will win by 5, 79-74, or a 68% chance to win. How do we feel about this game? Do we think Tech wins by five or seven points like the computers do
1: i go with 10 10 points yeah I'm,
2: what do you I'm, think, right a, I'm right around there i don't i don't think marshall's defense is i think they're the weakest unit on this floor and tech's offense is the strongest so i think that you know as long as we don't just go completely cold we should be fine in this game marshall really has one player to be afraid of in terms of like scoring ability and That's just not enough to beat this year's tech team, I don't think. So I'm I'm gonna go ahead and say tech wins it something, you know, something like mid-80s to mid-70s. So like 84 to 73 or something like that.
0: I I think tech wins this game by like six. I think it's a little closer towards the end than we kind of hope it will be. But I think tech pulls away late, kind of similar to how LSU did in the final couple minutes where they just kind of take over. But yeah, that brings us to. New Year's Day, Saturday, January 1st, 1 p.m. Central at the TAC or broadcast on CBS Sports Network. The Bulldogs face off against the Western Kentucky Hilltoppers. Hopefully that 1 p.m. Central start is late enough in the day to shake off any hangovers you have from the night before. Indeed. (laughs) Right Uh, now, Western uh, Kentucky is 8-4 on the year, currently ranked 101st in Ken Palm. Like Evan mentioned earlier, their best win of the year so far, and we'll see... If this changes, but their best win as of recording is over number fifty Louisville. And their worst loss is only over number one oh four South Carolina. They said they're wow. eight and four. Their other four losses are to number seventy-one Minnesota, number thirty-one Memphis, and number seventy-nine Buffalo. So they've played some tough teams, and yeah, they haven't beaten these top top teams. But I mean, this is a hell of a schedule.
2: Yeah, we gotta figure out how the hell they're scheduling these types of games when we can't we we can't seem to get, you know, high key matchups like that consistently so
0: maybe memphis thought that charles bassey would still be on the team (laughs) maybe and the grizzlies wanted to look (laughs) but yeah either way i mean the western kentucky team this year is a decently good shooting team they've struggled a bit on defense against the three but this is really what i want to key in on on this wkau team and what i think makes them extremely dangerous they block the 10th most shots in college basketball right now all while giving up the second fewest free throw attempts compared to the normal shots. So what that means to me is that they're able to play incredible defense while avoiding the fouls that often get called against those great defenses.
1: So what you're saying is they're very good.
0: Yes. At defense. And so was LSU. And we saw how that game went.
2: But Western Kentucky's defense isn't as good as LSU's just for the record. Um, Yeah. I mean, Looking at this team, they're pretty balanced though. Like they're they've got the 98th ranked defense, they've got the 96th ranked offense. Whereas we're sitting at 58 offense and 127 for defense. So it'll be interesting to see how this one plays out. I think the fact that it's also at 1 p.m. You know, at least we're not playing on Friday night like we were last year, where it was Friday Saturday back to back. You know, we'll we'll play on Thursday night at home against Marshall, and then have this game at 1 p.m. Western though comes goes to uh Southern Miss and then comes to us. So, uh Southern Miss not exactly a, a tough uh basketball opponent these days. So, should be an easy win for them down in Hattiesburg and and you know, just get them ready for this game on CBS Sports Network in the tech.
0: Yeah, we had Southern Miss in that bottom tier that we talked about earlier. Yep. But yeah, it's the two-game series thing in Rustin last year.
2: Yeah, those those were really, really good games yeah both in bowling Green we lost the first one 66 to 64 which was I I think it was just back to you know like back and forth the whole way yeah it was tied 64 or no Tech was up 64 to 63 with one minute left and then uh and then couldn't couldn't get the job down done down the stretch but came back and won the next day yeah <laughs> came back to win the next day 63 to 58 behind uh 14 points from archibald so um good to see good to see that lofton only had six points in that second game and zero points in the first game wow that's weird to see what happened there wait didn't we end up playing them again
0: yes we did and the conference usa tournament
2: did we play them in the nit yeah we played them in the nit
0: you're right actually
2: yeah yeah because we didn't play them in the conference tournament we we played them in the nit we beat them Seventy-two to sixty-five. Caleb Ledoux went off for twenty points there. Yeah, I mean, gosh, these are gonna be fun games. I'm I'm looking forward to these. (laughs) We shot sixty-one percent from three-point in that game. Wow. Okay. Yeah,
0: but that that's probably not happening happening on Saturday.
2: We, we will see, but, um, yeah, these, I mean, all time though, the games
0: have been pretty close 18 and 20 all time series record.
2: That's pretty impressive. Should be another good
0: game, especially with all the history that WKU has as a basketball program, but let's move forward to the players to watch. I'm picking mine before Evan can snipe it. Jamarion Sharp. Yeah, Matt, I want you to pay attention to this part. Okay. He's a Juco transfer. Okay. He is seven foot five.
2: That's, that's too tall. You can't be that tall. That's. It's Against the rules, you, you just stop. Well, good for him.
0: Yeah. Currently leading Division One basketball in block rate, <laughs> all while being the 12th best national player in effective field goal percentage.
2: That is, that is, damn. Okay. He's only used on 14% of their possessions, though. That's crazy.
0: I believe this is his first year with the team. So I think he's starting to get rotated in. Yeah, he that is true. So he may be playing more and more as the year goes on. Um Yeah, yeah like, to start the year he had 12 minutes and now he's against louisville he played 36 wow so we we may be seeing a lot of him on new year's day
2: yeah and i mean i'll i'll stick with what i did last game and pick their their uh the player that they count on really and that's davion mcknight he's their point guard he plays in 92 and a half percent of their minutes um and is used on 25 percent of their possessions so um, he's going to be the guy that that tries to get the ball around, get the ball inside to, you know, players like uh, Jamarian Sharp, like you mentioned, you know, obviously they're missing Bassie, and I don't think that they've really found a replacement for that level of production that that he gave them. And man, w- watching those Bassey versus like Andrew Gordon matchups last year were so fun. Um, so I hope that these matchups this year will give us stuff like that where you know lofton's lofton's going up inside against this big tall dude from the juco ranks or whatever and you know it just gives us that that same level of just that fun factor of college basketball right
0: yeah and like we saw against lsu i guess two weeks ago now there can be some great games and college basketball and i really hope this is another one of them the polls predict this game to be close so probably a good game. Ken Palm gives tech a 65% chance to win with a final score predicted of 76 to 71. And Massey gives tech a 56% chance with a final score predicted of 74 to 72. Eventually we have to convince Massey that we're good. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and this may be the game to do it.
2: Yeah. Maybe so. I mean, this one, this one's a little tougher. I'm not sure. Matt, what do you think on, on this one?
1: Bring it on. I'm you think <laughs> we're going to win? Uh, Okay, so we played Marshall. Now we're playing. Who are we playing now?
0: Western Kentucky, what? the team you were the most afraid of outside yeah, of UAB.
1: Well, well, you guys were kind of fapping the seven foot five guy for a while, so I lost train of thought. Uh, <laughs> um, gonna beat the team that just beat Louisville. Could potentially beat Kentucky. I don't know how good Louisville is anymore, though. Um, eh, sure, why not? Tech a win by ten.
2: Ooh, ten. Spicy. Louisville is currently ranked fiftieth in Ken Palm. Mm-hmm. Um, So maybe not quite as high as they're used to being, but still higher than anyone in our
1: conference. Bring it on, motherfuckers! Um,
2: Yeah, I don't. I basketball can be, you know, a game of stars, right? And we saw last year Western Kentucky really wanted to play through Bassie, and they did that with some success at times. And you know, we were able to shut that down a little bit with Andrew Gordon. Does Western Kentucky have the ability to stop us from doing what they did with Bassie? Through Junior Lofton. I don't know if that sentence made sense, no. but th- I think what I'm saying is can Western Kentucky stop Junior Lofton? That's my question. They've got a seven foot five center, so maybe, but we've seen Junior Lofton, you know, even at the international level, going up against the seven foot one kid from France and just jocking on him. So I don't know if those four extra inches will make a huge difference, but.
1: Well, some women would say yes. <laughs> um,. Come on, man. That was that was like a softball. That, um, that was good. That, yeah. Uh I couldn't help it.
2: Um so I don't think the answer to that question is yes. So I think junior lofton will have a, a good enough game to win um against the Hilltoppers. And I, I'll say tech wins by like three because these games always seem to be close.
0: I think Sharp is able to effectively shut down Lofton when they're both on the court at the same time. Sharp is that seven foot five guy that Matt claimed that we'd
1: really too excited good. about.
0: <laughs> I think that w- this will be the test of how do we perform without Lofton being able to dominate on the court. Cause I think against most of the other conference opponents that we'll face. I think we'll have much more success than against Western Kentucky. I think this game comes down to Keiston Willis.
1: Okay. Oh no! Oh no.
0: But <laughs> I think this is one of the games where he does well in oh. and tech wins by three with a buzzer beater three pointer by Keiston Willis. Wow. To really to take to this game. I mean, I'd take it. Bring it on. Yeah. Okay, so before we jump to the end of the show stuff, what are the texters doing this week?
2: Yeah, so I guess Conference USA is back to what they used to do, which is, you know, when the the men's teams are playing in Ruston, the women's teams will be playing out on the road. So they're traveling to Marshall on Thursday the 30th, um, where they take on the 220th ranked, I guess, Lady Thundering Herd? I don't know. I guess they're just the Thundering Herd. They're... Male and female bison in herds. I guess. I, I don't know. No. Um, anyway, we have a 47% chance to win that game. Um, they predict Massey predicts a 63 to 61 loss for the texters And then we go on the road to Western Kentucky on the first, where we take on the 162nd ranked uh hilltoppers. We have a 40% chance to win that game. They stand at seven and three currently. So pretty decent out-of-conference schedule with McNeese State still coming last Wednesday as you listen to this. But, yeah, I mean, hopefully they can go on the road and at least split these two, you know, about middle-of-the-pack teams, um, you know, come away with a split to start the the season. Uh, what do you guys think they'll do? You think they'll win any of them or or what?
1: Yeah, if I think they'll win both.
2: All right, Matt, you're very positive tonight.
1: Yeah. Bring it what on about you, itches.
2: Nathan? Yeah, I
0: guess like Matt said, bring it on bitches
2: uh well i'm not gonna stay positive here guys uh tech is looks like two and three on the road if i'm reading this right uh one and three if you if you don't count the neutral site as a road game against boise state but i'll I'll go ahead and give them two and three uh i i think they're gonna drop both unfortunately i just prove me wrong i hope they do
0: you should you should prove them wrong yes please and so here's where we would do the tweet of the week like we said we're recording this a week early so we don't really have a tweet of the week because we don't know what you people will tweet this week and if you tweet something so good that it should be in the show then i'll edit this part out Ooh. and put in the part where i just announced what the tweet of the week is so, so if you're so,
2: hearing this shame on you for not tweeting yeah, good stuff how dare exactly. you
0: yeah, that about wraps it up for this episode of the go tech please don't die podcast as always you can follow us on twitter at g-o-t-e-c-h-p-l-s-d-n-t-d-i-e or head to our blog where we occasionally post stuff and also do contests when those are in season at gtpdd.dog or head to our shop at gtpdd.dog slash shop where it's still december so you can still get the december shirt of the month but it does turn january this week and so there'll be a new January shirt of the month, and in honor of flying Western Kentucky to open the month of January, uh, this month, all profit from the January shirt will be donated to one of the charities, still figuring this out because we're doing this a month in advance, but I want to make sure that we are able to just donate that to the tornado victims in that Western Kentucky area. So yeah. we'll have more information about that as, as it turns into January and as that charity is picked. But I think that's an important thing to do. So that's yeah. what we're doing for the January shirt. Cool, man. Yeah. So again, gtpdd.dog. And until next time, I'm Nathan. I'm Evan. I'm Matt. And go tech. Please don't die.
1: Woo!
2: Well, you were talking about the V in Virginia. No, like oh, but, yeah. you said sure. there's a heart over the V. So I'm sitting here thinking Virginia, like heart India, or or I don't know. In-ya? <laughs> what is wrong with you? And then you said put an S over it. I'm In-ya? like
1: Virginia, <laughs> Virginia, hell yeah. Oh former oh, class line, Virginia. Were you yeah, there when yeah. they were knighted?
2: <laughs>
1: oh. Jesus Christ. Mr. Virginia, that's Sir Virginia. <laughs> <laughs>